Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today you are going to discover a key of D-flat major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of D-flat major harmonically. And you are going to play essential jazz piano voicings. Block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, two-handed shapes, using common harmonic motion, and various rhythmic comping patterns. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, advanced player, or even if you are a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of D-flat major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. If you are a new listener to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to welcome you, and I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. There are many benefits, and all you have to do to become a member Simply visit jazzpianoskills.com, and once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore, poke around a little bit, check out all of the jazz educational resources, the materials, the services that are available for you to use to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that are available for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable educational tools that I develop each and every week to help you along your jazz journey. And you certainly want to have these packets in your hands as you listen to this podcast episode. And you certainly want to have them sitting on your piano when practicing as well. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using a, all of the courses, using a self-paced format, educational talks, there's interactive media, there's video demonstrations in all 12 keys of the Jazz Panel Skill being taught. There are play-along files and much, much more. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have a reserved seat in the weekly online masterclasses that I host each and every week. These are, in essence, a one-hour lesson with me, like I said, each and every week. You also have uh, access to the interactive online fake book. And the fake book contains jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll enjoy chord changes lead sheets. There are harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, there are inspirational recordings, and chord scale relationship diagrams, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. And also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the online Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy as well. You have access to all of the forums, and you will have the ability to contribute to them. You'll have the uh, ability to encourage others and to benefit from others, right? Share, engage, and grow. The Jazz Panel Skills community is awesome. You also, last but certainly not least, you also have access as a Jazz Panel Skills member to unlimited private 
personal and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of these wonderful educational opportunities that are awaiting you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans. Once you get there, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I'm certain there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, if you get there and you have some questions, please reach out to me. Let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you and to help you in any way that I can. Okay, so let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after the key of D-flat major harmonic workout. All right, I go through this little routine every time Every time we begin our exploration of a new key. And of course, I'm going to go through it again right now, simply because, <laughs> simply because I just enjoy the dramatics of it, right? So are you ready? You can say it along with me if you wish, right? The key of C major is over. The key of F major, over. Key of B flat major, over. The key of E flat major, over. And the key of A flat major, over. They're all long gone. See, doesn't it feel good to say that and to know that you're moving on? It should because it's a big deal. It's a very big deal to keep forging ahead no matter what, no matter how well you think you have a handle on the essential jazz piano skills in previous keys, or how shaky you may believe your jazz piano skills are in previous keys. The point is, <laughs> the point is that we keep moving forward. Forward motion. The key to developing our jazz piano skills and becoming an accomplished jazz pianist is forward motion. I mentioned this point last month, and I want to bring it to your attention once again. If you are truly serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano skills, your jazz piano playing, which I know you are, then your goal should be to experience as much data as possible. In other words, you have to have a plan in place that allows you to cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Right? A plan in place to explore all 12 keys. Not every day, but a plan in place that cycles through those 12 keys on a consistent basis. Now, your jazz journey must always be experienced, in, as, as I just mentioned, forward motion. As I like to say, you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. And you've heard me say this before, too. The number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz playing is because they always practice the same things in the same way, in the same keys, over and over and over again. In essence, they are just simply running in place. Right? They're like that hamster in that on that wheel. They're just running, running in place. They never push forward. They never move through the keys as we have set out to do this year, 2022, 12 months, 12 keys. 
Essential jazz piano skills, voicings, scales, arpeggios, chord scale relationships, improvisation, and rhythms. Such a good plan. Such a good approach. Such a good time frame. So today we begin tackling the key of D flat major. And so as I have stressed over and over, once we move on, we move on. In other words, we do not try to sneak back to the previous keys in the wee small hours of the morning without anyone looking to simply check it out. How well do we remember the voicings, the scales, the arpeggios? Stop it. None of that. It's time to move on. The books on the key of A-flat major are closed. And on the key of D-flat major, we go. We move ahead. And as we have done with the previous keys that we have explored this year, the key of C, F, B-flat, and E-flat, we begin harmonically. We're going to explore the seven chords of the key of D-flat major. D-flat major 7, E-flat minor 7, F minor 7, G-flat major 7, A-flat dominant 7, B-flat minor 7, C half diminished 7. Using four specific approaches to voicing each of those chords, each of these chords, right? Blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. And we will then, as we did in the keys of F, B-flat, E-flat, and A-flat, apply those voicings to various rhythmic comping patterns, which, as you know, become increasingly more and more challenging each month. Now, I want to remind you that you could take the various rhythmic patterns, the rhythmic comping patterns that we have studied in the keys of F, B-flat, E-flat, and A-flat, and play them using the voicings we are about to get under our fingers for the key of A-flat, right? That's not only okay, <laughs> it's a great idea. And you should absolutely be carrying these various rhythmic comping patterns forward throughout the year as we move through all 12 keys. Last week, I gave a, I gave a pretty deep and insightful explanation as to why this is so very important. And I want to take a minute right now to further expound upon that expl explanation today. Now, you know... We always talk about developing improvisational vocabulary. And whenever this topic comes up, it is always discussed from a melodic point of view, right? In other words, the expression improvisation vocabulary has become synonymous with melodic playing, which is really only a third of the entire picture. In addition to placing emphasis on melodic development, we need to spend time discussing and focusing on harmonic development and rhythmic development when the topic of improvisation vocabulary is mentioned. And that is precisely what the harmonic workouts are all about, right? Harmonic and rhythmic development. So when studying a solo, a melodic transcription, we do so, if we, if we do it correctly, we do so in such a way that the ideas, the approaches to melodic development displayed by the artist serve as a launching pad or gateway to the discovery of our own melodic creativity. 
In other words, we don't study a Bill Evans transcription in hopes of becoming an inferior replica of Bill Evans, <laughs> right? We study a Bill Evans transcription so that Bill Evans can introduce us to our own creative reservoir. If you have not given time to thinking about this, then I strongly encourage you to do so. And think about this as well. When we focus on harmonic development, voicings, and rhythmic development, time, we should be doing so in the spirit of discovering our very own and unique form of musical expression. And again, this is exactly what these harmonic and melodic workouts are all about. The voicings I share with you are to help you discover the sounds, the harmony that you are drawn to. And the rhythms I introduce are done so to help you develop a stronger internal sense of what I like to call expressive time. Last week's discussion and this week's discussion is certainly a lot to process and digest. So think about it. And, and of course, if you have any questions, as always, let me know. So today we tackle the key of D-flat major. And the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of D-flat major harmonic workout for the month of June. Number two, we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play. The block shapes, the traditional shells, contemporary shells, and the two-handed shapes. Number three, we are going to utilize a very, very relaxed, a very comfy ballad groove of 70. Breathe in, breathe out. Nice. Number four, we are going to explore 12 comping rhythms focusing on the eighth note triplet rhythmic pattern. And number five, we are going to apply our rhythmic comping patterns to the classic 2-5-1 progression in the key of D-flat major. If you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, as always, I want you to take a, a few minutes right now, hit the pause button. I want you to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs. Again, your membership grants you access to all of these educational podcast packets for every weekly podcast episode. And as I mentioned earlier, you should absolutely be using these podcast packets when listening to this episode and, of course, when you are practicing. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and so on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and download your podcast packets. You will find the download links within the show notes. One final and extremely important note that I include in every podcast episode, if you are listening and you are thinking that the key of D-flat major harmonic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play are over your head, then I say to you, so what? No worries. Please continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening, right? 
Every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced, but that is exactly why the first step is always to just simply listen. We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we're lost, where, where we're hearing things that we may have never heard before. And we're hearing terms that maybe we have never heard before. And in doing so, we are forced to grow intellectually. And I say it all the time. All musical growth begins upstairs, conceptually, mentally, before it can even begin to come out downstairs physically in our hands. So sit back, relax, listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, it will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, the very first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheets packets. It's labeled Skill 17. The title of the page is Comping Rhythms. And you will notice there are 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. And you will also notice that these rhythmic patterns focus primarily on the eighth note triplet pattern. You will also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is played with the 2-5-1 progression. Right? And that's exactly what we are going to do today. Now, do not bypass practicing skills 1 through 16, right? Don't get the card ahead of the horse. So spend some time with skills 1 through 16 in your packet. All four voicing types should be practiced, right? First, with without any rhythm, right? Just practiced in and of themselves, right? Your blocks, your traditional and contemporary shells, and your two-handed voicing, skills 1 through 16. And be sure to use the play-alongs that are included in your podcast packets. Obviously, I I do not have time today in this podcast episode to play through all 16 exercises and all 12 rhythmic patterns. So I'm going to trust that you do not, get, like I said, get the card ahead of the horse and practice skills 1 through 16. Right, So make sure you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the chords found in the key of D-flat major. Then turn your attention to developing your comping skills using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of D-flat major. That would, right, E-flat minor 7 to A-flat dominant 7 to D-flat major 7. Okay, so let's dig in. Here we go. Pattern A, line A, okay? I'm going to play through this line four times, of course, again, using the 2-5-1 progression. And I'm going to use today, I'm going to use the two-handed voicings. You can use any of the voicings that you'd like, the block shapes or the traditional shells, contemporary shells, but I'm going to use the two-handed voicings today. And in fact, you can even, before using the voicings, you can use a single note, a single note, like E-flat, and then for the two chord, A-flat for the five chord, D-flat for the one chord. Use that single note to get acclimated to the, the pattern, to the triplets. Then add the voicings after you're comfortable with the pattern. So feel free to do that as well. So if you look at letter A right away, we have, um, you know, we have a half note on counts one and two and measures one and two. We have triplet, a triplet on count three in measure one and two. Well, not just measure one and two, measure one, two, and three, right? Half notes followed by triplets. So I want to bring the ensemble in, and I want to uh, play through this pattern four times. 
Again, nice and comfortable tempo, 70. I'm going to play through it four times. I want to pay very careful attention to how I articulate these triplets. Okay? I don't want to rush. I don't want to anticipate and get out in front of the beat. So it's, you know, you might be thinking 70 is is easy, but you know what? Playing slower tempos are does not automatically mean easier. So here we go. I'm going to bring the ensemble in. Here we go at a tempo of 70, line A. And here we go, tackling these eighth note triplets. Check it out and let's see what we think. Here we go. See, I told you, 70, don't automatically think 70 is going to be an easy tempo, right? Especially when we're art trying to articulate triplets. And uh, letter A, we had those triplets uh, placed on count three of measure one, two, and three. But now check out letter B. Our triplets are going to take place on count one of measure one, two, and three. So we're moving them from count three to count one. And count carefully, right? We've got a tied note on at the end of measure three going into measure four. Hold your voicing all the way through that, all the way to count three. Be very meticulous about how long you're holding these note values. Okay, so let's bring uh, the ensemble back in and let's check out letter B. Here we go. Beautiful, right? Nice and relaxed. So now check out letter C, right? In letter A and letter B, we had our triplets falling on count three. In letter A, we had our triplets falling on count one. In letter B, now we're going to mix it up a little bit. In letter C, we have triplets that in measure one on count three. Check out measure three. We have triplets on one and three, followed by measure four with those triplets coming in on count three. So again, 
same tempo, same groove, same feel. Let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Here we go. D. Now it's time to kind of ratchet it up a little bit. If you've noticed in letter A, lines A, B, and C, everything's falling on the downbeat. Not the case starting with letter D. We have our eighth notes falling on the back side of count three and count four and measure one. We have triplets on one and three and measure two. We have triplet and measure three with the eighth note, the last eighth note of the triplet tied to count two and three and four. And then we have a triplet on count two and measure four. So right, a lot more going on in line D than we've than we have experienced in lines A, B, and C. So let's get after this. Let's bring the ensemble back in and listen to letter D. Here we go. Check it out. Nice. Not easy, but very nice indeed. So now let's take a peek at letter E. Now we've been ignoring counts two and count four until now. In letter E, our triplets are falling on count two, count four of measure one and two. Check out measure three. We, we have a rest on that downbeat of one, which believe me is going to be hard. You have to count silence. Come in on count two, hold it through count three and four, and then check out measure four for a pair of eighth notes on count one. And then here we go with these syncopated eighth notes on the back side of count two and the back side of count three. So we have some new twists that we have to deal with here with letter E. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's get after it and see what this sounds like. Here we go. Check it out.
trickier indeed, right? No doubt about it. So now let's move on to letter F. Letter F, we have, you know, measure one, you have three quarter notes. I'm just going to warn you right now, do not bang those quarter notes. (laughs) Do not just plop the hand down and play those quarter quarter notes mindlessly to go into that because you're focusing on that triplet on count four. I want you to hold each one of those quarter notes for their full value. Then the triplet on count four, followed by a pair of eighth notes on count one. So don't anticipate and rush those eighth notes on count one of measure two either. Then you have to come in on the and of four in measure two. You have a triplet with uh, the back, the last eighth note of that triplet tied through the rest of the measure or through up to measure uh, count four of that measure. And then we have a syncopated eighth note again on the backside of count four. So it's very tricky. Play this as musically as you possibly can. And again, the quarter notes, full value on those first three quarter notes. Here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. start paying attention rhythmically and holding notes for their full value not just the quarter notes but those triplets as well and those eighth notes it changes the whole sound of the pattern so often we clip quarter notes we clip eighth notes everything becomes almost kind of like a uh, staccato like a staccato articulation i want you to think very legato jazz is a legato music (laughs) right listen listen to guys play and you'll hear the legato-ness of their playing. Okay, so now, uh, letter G. Again, we ratchet it up. Check it out. We have our familiar eighth note, quarter, eighth pattern on counts one and two of measure one and counts one and two of measure two, followed immediately with a triplet, eighth note triplet. All right? And then measure four again, we have... uh, coming in on the back side of count one. So we have a new little twist here in letter G as well. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
right? Very nice. Now, letter A, we're going we're gonna to add a new twist again. But yet, we're familiar with these rhythmic ideas from our previous harmonic and melodic workouts. We have eighth note followed by a dotted quarter note in measure one, right? Eighth note followed by dotted quarter note. Then we have a triplet on count one in measure two. We have that eighth note followed by a dotted quarter note tied to a half note in measure three, ending with a triplet on count one in measure four. This should be a lot of fun. So let's bring the ensemble in, check it out, and see what we think. Here we go. Quite a workout, isn't it? <laughs> right. Oh man, I tell you, playing rhythms and and we're just getting started, right? We're not even halfway through the year yet. This this is fun. So now take a look at letter I. Now we have triplets back to back. We have a half note on count one and measure one, followed by eighth note triplets on counts three and four. We repeat that same rhythmic idea in measure two. We have a breather in measure three to kind of think about everything and recover, but don't think too long. Measure four, backside eighth notes on the upbeat of count one, count two, and count three. Again, be very careful with those. Play those musically. Just don't jab at them. Play them musically. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen to letter I. Check it out. Here we go. That's a little different, right? When the triplets are back to back as they were in letter I, right? On counts three and four, back to back. Well, now we're going to we're gonna do the same idea, but we're going to put those triplets on counts one and two. So we have back to back triplets on counts one and two in measure one. We have back to back triplets in, on counts one and two in measure three. 
Measure two, tricky. Eighth note on the end of one, eighth note on the end of two. All right, so count carefully. And again, pay attention to note values. How are you playing those note values? Are you playing them for their full value? Okay, so here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's have a little fun. Letter J. right so that's um, that's a great rhythm to practice right eighth note triplets back to back whether you place them on measure on counts three and four or one and two always a challenge but now check out letter k okay this is a new twist too we're coming in on the end of one so we have an eighth note on the back side of a count one followed immediately by a triplet and we do the same thing in measure two eighth note on the back side of count one followed by a triplet then check out measure three. Same rhythmic motif on counts one and two and counts three and four. The eighth note on the offbeat followed immediately by a triplet, and we do the same thing in measure four. Very tricky. Count carefully, have fun. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. easy at all, especially again at a tempo of 70, right? So easy to anticipate and to get out in front of these rhythms, especially with these triplets at that tempo. Very easy to do so. All right, so now our last rhythmic line of the day, letter L. And here we go. We're putting triplets, eighth note triplets on count one, count two, count three of measure one and measure two, right? We have a little breather in, count, uh, in measure three, 
followed by eighth note triplets again on counts one and two of measure four. Okay, take a big breath. Here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in and check it out. Here we go. Needless to say, if if you're new to eighth note triplets, then this workout this workout is going to be challenging, right? But you can you can get it, you can do it. I guarantee it. Spend some time with them. Well, we have done it again. We have unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short, one very fast hour. Next week, we jump into a key of D flat major melodic workout. So. Enjoy this week, tackle this harmonic workout, and get ready for the melodic workout next week. I will introduce some new rhythmic twists for that workout as well. So, as I have been stressing every month, hang in there with me this year. You are going to experience a ton, I mean a ton, of jazz piano growth. You will love where you are musically a year from now, I guarantee it. You'll feel the difference, and most, most importantly, you'll hear the difference in your playing. And once again, I want to encourage all Jazz Piano Skills members, use those podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs to guide you and help you study and practice these rhythmic patterns, okay? These are educational tools that, that, that will help you gain a mastery of the Jazz Piano Skills conceptually, physically, and of course, musically. And finally, I always, 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 always be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time, right? We all want it to happen so fast, but it takes time. Begin structuring your practicing after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode, and you will begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring the key of D-flat major harmonic workout and diving into the eighth note triplet to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. And don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's 8 p.m. Central Time. To discuss this podcast episode lesson exploring a key of D-flat major harmonic workout in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, your illustrations, your lead sheets, your play-alongs for this podcast lesson. And of course, be sure to dive into the Jazz Panel Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. 
Also, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there. Get involved. Introduce yourself. Contribute to the various forums. Make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. You can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050, or by email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website to contact me. Well, there it is. There's my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of D-flat major harmonic workout. And most of all, as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.